Hello, everyone. We're glad you found us, and welcome to our podcast at AntiqueAuctionForum.com. We hope you find this show entertaining and informative. Hey everyone, this is Martin Willis. We have an interesting guest today. He's been pretty hard to nail down to a specific time to record with us. He's a very busy guy right now. Auction Kings, Paul Brown. I'm going to try to reach him on the phone right now. Gallery 63. Yes, good morning. Is this Cindy? Yes, sir. Oh, hi, Cindy. My name is Martin Willis. Paul is expecting me to call him. Okay, hold on just a moment, darling. Thank you. Did she just say darling? Oh, Southern hospitality. Well, hello there. Hey there. How you doing? I think, I, I think, I think we have a winner here. I'm, I'm uh, more or less, um, gosh, I can't, I, I didn't want to say it in jinx, but it looks like nobody's bothering me. So how's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. So the number one question I have to ask you, Paul, is what has changed in your life since this uh, show aired? <laughs> well, that, that's a, there's an easy answer for that, and it's one word, everything. Everything, um, yeah. I think that, that could be broken down more more readily in a loss of free time. I used to have plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I had you know, an overabundance of it. I did a lot of business, and it was a you know, reasonably, reasonably successful business. But now, every moment, Every single moment that it used to be a free moment is now on camera, and I have to sort of kind of be on, not necessarily performing because it's, you know, reality-based show, but, you know, just, you know, be kind of on my best behavior, be on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you getting um, consigners from all over the place uh, since this uh, since this aired, and you know, because they want to get their items featured? Absolutely. I've been inundated. I get... And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I, honestly, God, this is the truth. I get 200 plus emails a day. And sometimes it's, you know, my grandmother's, uh, spoon collection or something. You know, it's not really something that I deal in. And I usually refer them to other dealers that I know of or other auction houses. But I tell you, about one in five is amazing. There's so many treasures <laughs> out there. It just blows me away. Yeah. I'm being yeah. offered right now, um, Al Capone's Packard, um, the, the white handkerchief used that Robert E. Lee's attache presented to General U.S. Grant in the Civil War at Appomattox. I'm, I'm Are you serious? Unbelievable oh museum quality, amazing stuff that people have been sitting on for generations. Yep. And they don't really, I, I think I've, we've tapped into something with this show, with, with Auction King. Uh, I think we've tapped into something that, that um, or may, maybe I guess you know, some of the other shows might have tapped in first, but we, we've reached uh, this sort of level of consciousness in America, everybody's got stuff. Even people, you know, with modest homes that you wouldn't think, or, you know, would be holding these wonderful treasures, but they do. Their families had these things, their grandparents, their in-laws, or whatever. And there's just these wonderful treasures in people's attics and basements that are just now coming to life. Uh, perfect example. Yeah. Perfect example is uh, World War II. Of course, we're now two generations removed from that, and just about every American GI that I've run across. They brought home a souvenir, either from mm-hmm. some dead Nazi or something they picked up in Europe or what have you, and they brought it home. And these things sat for, you know, almost well, two generations. Nobody even touched them. People were afraid to mess with them. That was grandpa's. That was, you know, my great-grandfather's. So that was my dad. 
And now enough time has passed, especially with related to the, the Nazi stuff. I mean, it's a part of history, and there's a lot of fascinating historical artifacts related to the Third Reich and whatnot that are out there that people were kind of reluctant to touch because you know it touched up you know ner- various uh, emotions and whatnot. Right. But it, it's uh, there's still very important relics of history. And mm-hmm. they're, they're coming to light in, in great quantity right now. And, and some of them are just amazing. Right, right. Now, how long do you think you're going to remain a, a, a small regional auction gallery? Uh, uh, are you going to have to hire some people there now? <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny you should ask that. I just hired a, a full-time web guy. He starts Monday, right after the holiday here. And uh, certainly I'm going to need to get Cindy some help. Uh, yeah. She's, uh, she's, you know, up to her eyeballs on a day-to-day basis. Has she asked for a raise yet? <laughs> yeah, of course, they've all asked for a raise. Yeah, yeah. I just, got, I just got John. But here's the thing. You know, we limped along. And limp is probably too strong for it. You know, the fall the, of the economy over the last couple of years yeah. hurt I, virtually every small business. Sure. I, I yeah. can't think. I'm racking my brain to think of one that was unscathed. And so we certainly were, you know, uh, we're not alone in that. I tied mm-hmm. my belt. I had to let people go. We, we shortened our hours. We tried to, you know, get lean like everybody has to do to, to, to survive. Sure. And, uh, and we did that. We were kind of cruising along, basically, more or less, you know, paying our bills, moving along. I wasn't, you know, getting rich by any stretch of the imagination, but I was keeping my head above water. Mm-hmm. And so uh, now this has happened, and the, the good part is, is we were lean and mean, and now we've gotten an influx of business. So I'm, I'm really poised to grow a good bit. The question is, you know, how to grow. What's, what's the direction I prefer? I used to take every piece of consignment um, that was offered to me because sure. you know, I need inventory. I have to sell to, yep. to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I, I can afford to be a little more picky. I've, I've increased my auction schedule. I do my normal, you know, I guess I call it my high-end auction, my number one auction. And then now I do a follow-up auction a few days later with some of the... Uh, I hate to, I also hesitate to call it lower end, but, you yeah. know, t- tables and chairs, still good quality inventory, just not that sort of, wow, he doesn't have the sizzle factor. Yeah, tables and chairs are only going to excite so many people, but there's still some value there, you know? Sure. Now, how much control does the show producers have over, for instance, um, I know it wasn't your idea to call John Hammond a picker because uh, he just started... <laughs> You know, just started right, working for you. Right. Is there a lot of control over what you say and do? Well, I mean, the, the whole Auction King staff and Discovery as a whole have, have been wonderful, wonderful for mm-hmm. me. Um, the company is called Authentic Media. They're a production company, and they've been uh, nothing but professional. They they don't have any control over what I do, and mm-hmm. but uh, the converse is true. I don't necessarily have a lot of control over what they do. In other words, they're going to they're going to record what happens, mm-hmm. and they're going to edit it in the way they see fit, yeah. and they're going to present it on TV. Now, in my, my opinion, and this is, a, and of course, obviously I'm biased, in my opinion, they've done a spectacular job. I think they, mm-hmm. I, it, I think it's an enjoyable show. Uh, you know, Tuesdays at 10, people are tuning in, and, um, you know, I, I'm happy with it. Now, yeah, they call John a picker. Yeah, I never, I didn't, I don't use the word picker. I guess that's, um, yeah. that's something that, that the media invented, I guess. I, I've been sure. in the antiques my whole life. We always just call them dealers. Now, speaking of, of, of a little control, um, do you, I know that you, when you went into that, that home and you saw the Victorian love seat and chair that you knew it wasn't that valuable. Do they tell you to bring in an expert for about everything you're looking at? As far as bringing in an expert, and that, that's kind of a, an interesting um, 
you know, phenomenon too. I guess there's a, some sort of formulaic aspect to it. I, again, I'm a third generation messing with this stuff. There's not a whole lot I haven't seen, to be right. honest with you. I thought uh, so. I mean, yeah. since, I was, since I was an infant, I've been dragged to flea markets and auctions. I mean, literally. Same, same with I me, know. so I know what you mean. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. nothing much is going to surprise me. Yeah. But, you know, being an antique dealer, you're in the business, you understand. I, I have a, a shallow knowledge, a broad knowledge about a lot of things. Yeah, generalist. Really have, I'm not, I'm not yeah. an expert in anything, you know. I, mm-hmm. I just know a, a little bit about a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, we certainly, you know, bring in people to kind of, you know, it, it adds richness to, to the narrative, really. It, right. Um, That's what I thought yeah. it was about. Well, I noticed you... Discovery pe- is, is a teaching network. I mean, they, they, they build themselves as an educational sure. media company, right? So yeah. we're trying to teach people. Nobody wants to just listen to me the whole time. <laughs> well, I noticed when you looked at the uh, the Carl um, Fabergé piece last night you uh, you knew you know you had an idea of what it was right off the bat so I, I just came back i was at alaville russi uh which is the number one dealer in the world and arguably um there's two there's two fabric dealers in in the world that are respected and then and one's Worthy's in london and one's alaville russi and uh, fifth avenue in new york i was just up there two weeks ago so it's kind of kind of convenient that this one was on i uh i i bought and sold a lot of Fabergé in my time and um, I had my suspicions of this, and I think the market bears it out. I mean, you saw sure. pretty spirited bidding on that. Piece. Oh yeah. Um, I thought, you know, I, th- I think we got the money for it. I mean, there ain't much more to get. Right, know? right. Do you uh, do you ever consider putting your auctions online, or you have you have them pretty regularly, don't you? Yeah, that's that's part of the problem. I'm working toward. Like I said, I hired a full time web guy. Um, starts Monday. I'm going to work into probably using some of that. Uh, um, live auctioneers or live bid or one, yeah. one of those services, but I don't go. I don't run a listed sale. I do not run the sale in order. So I you have someone. Customer. You have someone feed the sale when it comes up. In uh, yeah, that that mm-hmm. would be that would be me. I um, see. Mm-hmm. I, I literally do not leave the stage. I might I might dash to the bathroom for thirty seconds and yeah. dash back. But other than that, I don't leave the stage for eight hours. And you know, I kind of feel it out. To me, like an auction is kind of a. It's almost like an organic thing being you know sure. each one is different yeah i'm up there and if furniture's not selling you know i'm not reaching for furniture anymore i'm up to some jewelry if jewelry's mm-hmm. not selling i might sell some chandeliers or some architecturals or some collectibles some silver yeah. or whatever right and so i i kind of go by what the crowd is buying mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but that being said i'm probably gonna like i'm thinking about toying with the idea of taking my top i don't know say 50 lots inflating them in order, you know, sometime in prime time during the sale, and I would do it concurrently on the Internet. That, that, that's sort of a project of mm-hmm. mine that's ongoing. Yeah. But um, other than that, I mean, we're, we're kind of old-fashioned, fix-and-mortar, you know, real-deal auction. I mean, we, my guys carry the stuff across the stage, or we point to it in the auction room. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the way I did it for years and years, you know, uh, back in New England. Now, do you do yeah, any auctioning never- yourself? No, no, I do not. I hire an auction. I have yeah. two auctioneers that I regularly use. They're not on my payroll, but they're my regulars. And, yeah. You know, I give them the calendar ahead of time, and they they book their time. They're, they're you know they're, they're hired guns. They're freelancers. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I think they have a pretty good sense of humor. It shows a little bit on the. Uh... Yeah, and, and that's that's my background. Check it out. I want, I want to. And this is this is kind of what. And I, I'm I'm assuming this is part of how Discovery found me or how they settled on me or whatnot. We. Uh, I kind of sell, I come from a marketing background with, with my, my folk store called Red Baron, and I did all the marketing and research and, and promotion for that business for most of 20 years. 
I sell the sale. I don't. I mean, I'll, I'll advertise individual pieces here and there, just targeted marketing. But I'm selling the event, right? So I mm-hmm. get 300 people in my room, and they're having fun. I mean, it's like a party, right? So I mean, I encourage my auctioneers. We're not trying to push through 500 lots. You know, we, you know, if they, if they only get to 350 lots. But everybody had a good mm-hmm. time. We got the money out of it. That's fine by me. Mm-hmm. So people come. You know, they, they chill out. I, I open a little restaurant in there. A friend of mine opens, owns a restaurant. He opens a little satellite restaurant for the day. You know, eat beer and wine and good food. People have fun and they socialize. Loosens them up. And then I just start selling stuff. Now, there's uh, there's a lot of jealousy, I'm sure you realize, that of other auctioneers. Uh, you know, I've talked to a bunch of auctioneers. And, you know, they try to hide it. But there is some jealousy on on you being picked um and how did they go about picking you and were you on a list of contenders for a while no i have no idea check it this is this is what's great um it literally fell in my lap i got a phone call about a year and a half ago from a production company out in la they're saying they're doing a national search and they're checking around and they want you know to do a show on an auction gallery and what they don't want is what's already been tried. You know that Leslie Hyman had one for a little while. You know that that show called Auctioneers has come and gone out in California. They didn't want the old sort of traditional, super professional, whatever. And I'm not saying we're unprofessional, but we are, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of loose. You know, we have a little fun mm-hmm. with it. And yeah. um, and I think they like that. So I, I said, they sent me a little flip camera, told me to mm-hmm. interview my staff, have my staff interview me, shoot kind of a day in the life of, of Gallery 63. And I sent it back to them, and they liked it. The next thing you know, they sent a camera crew to shoot a little, little sizzle reel, a demo reel, and they pitched that to Discovery, and they loved it. And huh. they, they did a twenty order episode, a twenty episode order right off the bat, and uh, which is strong. That shows strong confidence sure. in us. Now, do you have a contract for a while? Or is well, it right a... now we, we just wrapped the first twenty episodes, so they're gonna, and that's gonna take us through probably, you know late winter early spring they're only going to run one new episode a week obviously they have reruns to back it up with but there's yeah. one new in a week tuesdays at 10 on discovery and um and that should take us through gosh you know like i say you know end of february ish i if, if they call back and say hey we want to exercise season two then i'm all good with it if they don't i've had an amazing run and it's it, 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 it brought me things i never thought you know i, I grew up in atlanta in antique business and now I'm on television, I'm in the public, you know, and people come say, hey, I saw your show. You yeah. Know, that, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> Tell me, so wait, there's jealousy, really? I mean, that's what, I guess that's just what happens when, when, you know, when you make, anytime you're on the top or, or you know, sure. you know toward, toward the top of your industry, everybody's going to throw rocks, I'm, I'm assuming. I guess it's just human nature. It is, absolutely. Um, did they, in the beginning, you know, like the vampire kid and stuff like that, did the producers induce certain unique consignments no no what happened well i'll tell you how, how that goes down one of the things when they were when they were sort of in their you know their uh kind of inspection phase i guess until they decided on me they asked me to uh, to send them in the kinds of things that i've sold over the last couple of years and so i just started bingoing out a list i went through my old inventory and i was just blown away by i kind of forgot you know and if you're in the business you sell you know so 500 items a month or more, you know, and over the, over years, that really stacks up. So I sent them all kinds of things that we had sold before, and I had actually sold one of those before, and uh, that, that, that caught their eye, and, um, no, they don't, they don't, it's not, not, not so much seeding as it is, now word is out, and people just automatically, I mean, I'm, 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 I
you, I will have picked up another 10 just in the, in the time of this call. Sure. You know, just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're almost, uh, you'd probably still do business even if your website and your email went down, your phone line was cut. <laughs> uh, phone line, I'm going to have to add another phone line. I mean, it's going good. And you have to remember, I don't know what you know about me, if you've done any research prior to this interview or whatnot. But I, again, I grew up in the antique business. My yeah. parents had a store called Red Baron Antiques. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm familiar with around. Red Baron. Yeah. And we were known, I, I just did marketing for them for, for, like I say, almost 20 years. And we were known for, you know, sort of amazing museum quality, one of a kind, or very rare, unique things. So that's been my background. Mm-hmm. i got so many connections with people that have collected these things over there. A lot of times I'm liquidating the collection of somebody I used to sell to back in the, in the 80s or 90s, you know? Yep. Now, what made you leave your... I, I worked with my father for a number of years, and I know it's not always easy. Um, and then I, uh, I actually bought my father's uh, auction gallery from him. But did you just uh, one day decide to go out on your own? And, and how did your, your dad feel about that? Well, you know what? Again, I literally, and I'm not figuratively, I literally grew up in that store. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you're a child, you grow, and, and then, um, you know, things things are normal. And then as you get a little older, I got married, had children. I'm, I'm a grown man, you know, houses and, and other responsibilities and whatnot. And, yeah, I'm still sort of at my dad's store, you know what I'm saying? More than anything, maybe it's psychological. It was time for me to move on, you know. It was time mm-hmm. for me to, to step out and do something and, and call the shots. And also, you know, I've always, you know, having grown up in the auction business, I always wanted to do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't necessarily have the control there. So when I bought this new building and, and reopened Gallery 63 in its current incarnation, I built it, 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 was a, it was a blank shell, it was a blank slate. And a buddy of mine, that I, one of my best friends growing up, is a, is a carpenter. And I built the I built the gallery exactly how I wanted it in terms mm. of flow of inventory, storage. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a pretty efficient machine now because it was built from scratch to be such. It wasn't retrofitted. Hey, we could put the stage here, whatever. Yeah. I think it, it was it was four open walls in a big building. Yeah, you know, so mm-hmm. I always wanted to do that. I, I, I'm into systems, and I thought came up with a, uh, a system to display the rugs. I got this big rug rack, and we sling out these eight by twelve giant Persian rugs that yeah, those are out nice. of nowhere on a, yeah. on a pulley system and all of a sudden they're, they're bam right in front of the audience and, and the lights are on them and it's like bam everybody's like holy smokes where'd that rug come from <laughs> and we sell it and before, before they even know it you know we're over in the showcase and we're selling shiny crystally stuff and they all bite like fish you ever like throw chum in the water and the fish get into a frenzy <laughs> that's, that's what I like to do you know yeah yeah there is a, there is something to be said about an auction that's not listed and cataloged you know for one thing I noticed that online auctions are getting less and less attendance than they used to. You know, it's because a lot of people take a look, they'll go look at, at the preview and decide in, um, on an item they like, and they'll just sit at home and watch TV and bounce back and forth to the computer and bid that way. So yeah. um, you have an auction that's not online. It's all about the event. And when you go and see something and you're right there and you can touch it and you try this bracelet on or, you, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it's the event. I'm selling the party as much as anything. And yeah. I think it's a, it's a visually appealing spectacle. And I really believe that, that Discovery and Authentic, they've captured it on the screen. It looks pretty good. I, I'm, I'm thrilled with it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. Um, Cindy's quite a character. <laughs> yeah, now, I will say, you know, the, you know editing is, is fun. Sure. And uh, she is definitely a character. There is no doubt about it. Cindy is 
I, I hire on character. When I say character, I don't mean goofball, like clown character. Her character is uh, second to none. This, this woman <laughs> is the most loyal. She would give her right arm for somebody she hardly even knows just because it's the right thing to do. You yeah. know, she, she is awesome. She's got my back, and I got hers. And, uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> everybody has their, their positives and negatives, but her positives so outweigh her negatives. Now, yeah, does she... With her wig and go off a little bit, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's all kind of fun. We're all, you know. She called me darling when I called. That's, that's that hasn't happened in a long time, so that was good. Um, yeah. uh, can you tell us uh, to tell our listeners what um, a li- your life is in the auction gallery with a camera crew? What what is different when you go into to work in the morning? How are things different than normal? I tell you what, I've gotten so used to it now because it, it started in late February. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, I don't even hardly know. I, here, here's the deal: I've become close personal friends with them. I mean, I, as, as people, I love them all. The whole crew that's standing around—they're great, great, wonderful people. They've been living out of a hotel in Atlanta oh. for for seven months. Right? Is that right? Ha- they live in Los Angeles, <laughs> and uh, so it's. Uh, yeah, I've really gotten to know them, and and uh, you know, I think it's wonderful. I it. I don't even hardly notice them anymore, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll be if, if something happens and they happen to be not around, I'll call them over and say, "Hey, this is funny. Y'all, y'all need to check this out." Mm-hmm. People pull in every day with all kinds of oddball stuff. And, now, uh, now, have you had an auction since the first show aired? Yes, I did. And what's, yes, atten- I did. what's the attendance like now? <laughs> oh, I don't know about double. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to build on to that place. I ran out of food. I ran out of beer. I ran out of wine. I ran out of parking. I ran out of seats. One of the uh, auctioneers um, I worked with for a while has a philosophy that that actually works fairly well. <laughs> Selling the <Yeah>. booze. <laughs> it I mean, does. People bid a little looser. I yeah. don't sell it. I give it away. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it's just, That's it, even better. It, now you're really going to... We go all day long. We go, we go 11 to 7, right? So it's basically something for people to do all day long. And, and yeah. I don't want them to go out and leave for lunch. So I have a nice little restaurant. I don't want them to think, you know what? I'd like to go sit and, and uh, watch TV and have a beer. They can have a beer and watch the auction, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's all about... I stop telling them, I sell the event. And that's the difference. I don't know anybody else other than, I guess, my, my family that does it that way. I've been going to auction my whole life. And a lot of times... And there may be technically better, for whatever your criteria is for judging better, better auctioneers or better auction houses, but I guarantee there isn't one any more fun. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. Now, um, I've seen your, your dad's ads for years and years now. What's the most unique thing that you've ever been involved in handling at auction? Oh, God. I mean, I, the list is uh, long. I'm trying to let me run through a few here. Uh, well, we sold, years ago, I sold the the war room, the actual office of General Eisenhower during World War II that he used in occupied France, uh, when, 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 when liberated France, I should say. What exactly um, do you mean by that? Was this a, like, wall? paneled room really? where his office was, and his mm-hmm. telephone was, and his globes were, and his <laughs> charts were, and wow. all his stuff, his, his office. <laughs> we got it, and it was really cool. And uh, it brought, guys brought over half a million dollars. Oh, my God, um, wow. Yeah, it was serious, serious business. It was a beautiful room. Architecturally speaking, if it was just a room, it was a room out of a chateau that first the Nazis had taken over, and then then, uh, then we took it back, and uh, they set up they set up Allied headquarters there outside France, I mean outside Paris, in France, and um, and it, it just architecturally speaking, if we just sold the paneled room, it would have been stellar. It would have been like, wow, this is the, this is the this is the man's office. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
but, you know, happened to be, I don't know, General Eisenhower's office when he liberated the rest of the world. Pretty important, you know, pretty damn important. Oh, yeah. That, that's quite, quite, uh, quite amazing. Uh, we've had Bonnie and Clyde pistols. We've had, uh, oh. I've had, I've had so much stuff. So I mean, a lot of celebrity memorabilia and, you know, kind of weird off-the-wall stuff. Um... I, I can't even begin because it, it, it's all kind of. I bet then again, it's just run the gamut. I sold, you know, that vampire kit that was well chronicled. Obviously, um, I had a lady walk in one time with a bag of teeth. So I'm a human teeth, right? I mean, a nice size bag, but I just like like a lunch bag. Like you're like, I mean, you know, must have been a couple hundred of. Them. And um, like, what am I going to do with those? But I've often, I've often joked amongst my friends and colleagues, you know, at a good auction, I could drag a box of rocks up on stage and somebody would bid. You know, somebody yeah. would pay. I have a creed, and it's somebody to pay something for damn near anything. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I took the teeth, and I brought them up there, and they surprised me. They actually brought, you know, like 150 bucks, which I would have <laughs> which I thought they would have. You the actually bought them. You sold them. Yeah, what the hell, you know. <laughs> I bought the woman that bought them. Uh, ended up making jewelry at them. She was kind of an old hippie, hippie woman, and she made jewelry. And she made, you know, they're like baby teeth, you know, people say the baby teeth. I don't know, I don't know why this woman had this many of them. Not, not my place to ask, I guess. But yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Now you sold a shrunken head, didn't you? Did you sell one of those? Uh, or am I thinking of we, someone else? I believe we have had a shrunken head. No. I believe one's going to have to tune in Tuesdays at 10 p.m. on Discovery to find out more about that. One. <laughs> I, don't that ever, I don't believe that episode is there. Well, I, I was, uh, I was at an auction once, and that, that just, you know, I wasn't. I was wondering why everyone was gathering around a table. And so I kind of weaseled my way in there, and I'm looking down, and I'm like, holy mackerel. And that was I years know. ago. This was uh, way before the Internet. This was back in the 80s, and that particular shrunken head sold for over $20,000 Wow! Um, back then. Yeah. You know, so. um, there are a lot of people. If, if, if one thing never ceases to surprise me in this world of the, or this business, the industry that we're in, is the amount of the number of collectors collectors that are out there for almost every sure. item. I mean, almost everything you can imagine, there's a group of people that collect it, you yeah. know. And, and, and that's how you learn being in this business. You learn from those collectors that specialize uh, in something. Listen, it's a great industry. I mean, I, I love my job. I really do. I mean, you know, I, I get to meet some of the most amazing people. I get to see and hold things that most people only, or some, most people have never heard of. If they've heard of them, they might have read them in a book. Maybe they saw them in a museum. I got them in my hands, in my mm-hmm. store. And it's just like, you know, what, what a luxury. It's a, it's, it's a blessing. I, I love my industry. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Not, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm helping people. I mean, I'm not... You know, there, there are those other shows where, you know, in, you know, based on pawn shops, and I'm trying to help people. I mean, people bring me their stuff, and they say, mm-hmm. hey, look, i got to get cash for it. I know it's appraised at $10,000, but I know that's for an insurance company. You know, what can you get me right now? And I'm like, you know what, let's do it. Let's see what we can do it for you. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought I, I, I was, uh, I was uh, at home last night watching the episode when you brought in the Venetian mirror. And I saw your sister come in, and I thought she was pretty nice and everything. And then... Um, she mentioned the number, and I go, holy mackerel. God bless her. I, I love her. You know, she's my little <laughs> sister. She's got her own auction gallery. You know, she, she wanted to give a retail appraisal, and I suppose she does a lot of appraisals for insurance companies, just that re- replacement value. If you had to go find, you know, a 100-year-old yeah. Venetian mirror of this size and this quality, and you had to travel the world to find it, so yeah. you found it in a retail store, and guess what? That person wants ten grand for it. That may very well be a true story. Like an insurance person, sure. under a different par- paradigm. I operate under the, what can I get the man to stroke a check for today? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, and you know, she and I, you know, we could banter back and forth, good nature, we had a wonderful relationship. I love her, but, you know, she was a little high on that one. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, at the end of the day, I'm trying to sell this stuff. And those people that we we emptied their house for them, um, you know, he was cheap. The man needs money. He didn't want to hear about, oh, this mirror's worth 10000 He wants to know what, what he, he get for it. You know, mm-hmm. worth, what, what something is, quote, worth, and what, you know, somebody will pay for it are often widely, widely disparate numbers, you know. Yeah, you know, and like and like your show has shown a few times to the public that it's not always the high number things bring. You know, I mean, an auction's like a roller coaster, and um, you know, some things do very well and some things not so well. So, and and um, you know, people always have to be prepared for that. Consigners always have to be prepared for that. And so far, you've been pretty lucky in some of those numbers. Uh, when I saw that John Hancock book last night, um, I was pretty excited because I'm really um, a collector and a fan of ephemera and uh, documents and papers and things. Right. Oh, I get and some, it I sure get, looked I good to me. Documents, man. <laughs> I get I get some documents. I, I mean, I get some really cool documents. Um, and luckily enough, and I think part of part of my success, uh, if you can call it that, is it has to be attributed to my my geographic location. You sure. Know, Atlanta is. Um, it helps. Yeah. You know, obviously nobody's immune to to the, to the recession, right? Mm-hmm. But Atlanta, by and large, is somewhat insulated. We've still got. You know, they're still building buildings here. They're still cranes. You drive downtown, they're still making things here. I, I can't believe the, the growth in Atlanta since I had been there before. Um, it, You know, my family's from Georgia, from LaGrange, Georgia. and, and uh, uh, Okay, so you know. Yeah, but I couldn't believe the, the growth. Yeah, it's huge. And so there's there's five and a half million people in the metro area. There must be huh. 50 Fortune 500 companies. I mean, you, you got busiest airport in the world you've mm-hmm. got you know the film and film and video industry is here now that the hip-hop in, uh, music industry you've got coca-cola really? georgia pacific delta home depot ups porsche i mean yeah that's just what i what i rattle off the top of my head i mean let me think about it for a second we got rubbermaid we got I mean, <laughs> ncr it just it goes on and on and so you've got a lot there's still a good bit of money here sure you know this, and, and, and more coming so I, I, I'm blessed, I'm fortunate, this is my home, and it's a good place to do business. And so right. if I get something like a John Hancock signed book, I know there's people in town that 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 can afford it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, do you collect anything yourself? No, I I do not. I'm a minimalist. I like mid-century uh, <laughs> modernism uh, stylistically. Mm-hmm. And I prefer, now I do like uh, American uh, Impressionist paintings. I do mm-hmm. like American Impressionist paintings and some like Western Luminous paintings. You're, you know, your beer style and, and uh, uh, really? shirts, that sort of thing. I don't, I don't have, I, I've owned two or three different beer styles in my day, but I don't have any right now. I, I get my nice. bill of collecting from my business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm standing here, I was standing there, you know, an hour ago in my store amid an amazing array of, of merchandise, and I can I can get my I can get my fill that way, you know. I mean, I yeah. kind of like have it for a little while, then I sell it, and um, and then I move on. You're the third auctioneer I've talked to in the last, say, three or four weeks that has said exactly the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, you know. I get my fill. I don't have to I don't have to spend my money on it. You know, I can enjoy it. I can appreciate it. And I can move on, you know. Now that being said, in my house, I, you know, I buy because I'm in the business, and so I buy stuff, and if I think it's cool, and then when I'm done with it, guess what? I drag it back to the auction and dump it. Mm. <laughs> and I've done the same thing for years. Now, uh, what do you think uh, the, with with the way things are going for you right now? 
What do you think um, is going to change in your your business? I have to get um, I have to get more efficient with regard to um, taking in more inventory because clearly I you know I built this business and, and we're we're capable of taking in 500 lots a month or so. It looks like I'm going to probably double that or more. So I need to get more efficient. I've got to I've got to improve my um, my, my sort of um, my technological department, I want to go to like a barcode system where I can just inventory everything, get a slap mm-hmm. and tag on it, and then all that information is in a barcode and hit it with a scanner. That would be my, um, I'd, I'd like to get some more space. I'd like to go, ideally, I'd like about 100,000 square feet, run an auction <laughs> once a week, and pick the cherries out and want to run a really big one of just the best stuff once a month, and the rest of the stuff churn out every Wednesday night or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, have have you had anyone like say, "Look, I'll give you this really nice thing, but you have to feature it on the uh, show"? No, nobody has said that at all. In fact, if anything, you know, people have said this would be great, great show item. But more than anything, uh, people seem to just want to be involved, and, and if it gets featured on the show, so much the better. People just they like to come to the auction. They see the cameras there. It's like a big, you know, it's exciting. But nobody, and no, I, I don't, I don't control real easily, so I probably wouldn't respond real well to that anyway. I'd mm-hmm. be like, you know what, you can talk to them. So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I have a living to make, and so I, I do it my way. Mm-hmm. Has there been any um, any negative part of all this besides you running around like crazy? Yeah, that would be the only thing. And I, and I tell you what, man, I was fully ready to um, embrace and deal with any negativity that can start. Because again, people throw rocks when you're on top. But by and large, I mean, I like I should knock on wood. By and large, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, everybody that said stuff has said positive stuff. And, you know, you go online, you read some of the criticism here and there, and even it's, even the criticism is constructive. You know, I wish they showed more of the actual auction. I wish I hate that that uh, sometimes they have phone bidders. I hate you know whatever whatever. The, and it's all even valid criticism. I, I I like it, but there's been no personal stuff. It's, it's been good. It's been yeah. a really good experience for me. Really good. You're gonna drive yourself crazy reading that stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, you know, I got an iPad. I sit at home and I flick around a little bit. But it, 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 yeah, I, yeah, I would drive myself crazy if it was bad. But I think yeah. by and large, it's been pretty positive. I'm happy with it. Yeah, that's great. Well, this has been wonderful. You've been a great guest, and I wish you great success in the future. And hope you can keep a handle on it all. Oh, I think I think we're ready to roll. This is Martin Willis with Paul Brown from Auction Kings, and we're signing off. website antiqueauctionforum.com please stop by the forum message board click on the community tab at the top of the menu bar and you can join in on a topic post your own website links and do a lot more thanks so much for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's show